we have an exciting guest joining us today, the wonderful Paula James. Paula is a movement specialist and the founder of Art of Moving Well. She helps people bring more fun and social interaction into their lives by teaching them how to reduce pain and being safely active. This allows them to say yes to activities they enjoy once again. Paula has a wonderful journey and has an exciting personality, just like her hair, might I add. And you can check out Paula on her website, The Art of Moving Well, or on major social media platforms by the name Paula James. Welcome, Paula. Thank you. It's good to be here with you. Absolutely. So I'd like to uh, go with the second question, which is, what are the things that are limiting our, like limiting us from, you know, expressing free will, experiencing free will, what's coming in our way? How do we overcome these limitations? Do you want me to rephrase? I think I butchered it. No, no, no. I'm just... Um... <laughs> So one thing that can get in the way is, so you need to notice what you're doing. You need to have the ability to do things differently, right? To have options. And then you need to evaluate those options. What criteria are you using to evaluate? And are those actually priorities that matter to you? So um, yesterday, I because well, you can find anything on the internet, right? I watched a uh, a video clip about four men who are in their 90s who formed a swim relay team and competed at a swim meet. And this I just love because I, as a as a movement teacher, who primarily works with older people, um, I find it so frustrating that as a culture, and I'm in the United States. We are, I think we haven't really adapted to the idea that people live longer now. So many, many years ago, mid 30s was about average lifespan. And then it got up into 40s and 50s. And then in the United States, retirement age is 65, typically, because people usually died around 66, 67, 68. So you could have a generous retirement package because the company was only going to have to pay for it for a year or two. But a lot of people now, live into their 80s and 90s, which is wonderful. And I think a lot of us haven't adjusted our ideas of, well, wait, if I'm going to live that many more decades, what do I need to do now so that I'm on track to still be thinking clearly, still be walking on my own two feet when I'm 90? And so the focus for evaluating exercise for a lot of people is well, what size clothing will I wear now, right? I want to look a certain way now. Okay, 30, 40 years from now, will that matter as much to you? Because a lot of people really exercise their way into some chronic pain issues. So this is a long answer to your question. Let me see if I can give you a shorter answer that will... No, no, um, keep going. It's okay. I want the value. <laughs> um, so I think that the question a lot is, what, so one of the things that I think can be limiting is how are you selecting your criteria for evaluating, right? You need to have options in what you do, but I think you also need to have options in criteria. So when I'm teaching yoga classes, I'll ask people to try things one way and ask them, well, what does that do to your breathing, right? So that could be one criteria. How easily do you breathe when you're in this shape? 
when you organize your body in this way to be in this shape. Another question might be, what is your tension level? Are you gripping all over or are you pretty relaxed here? Um, there could be a lot of possible criteria. When it comes to body, I'm afraid that a lot of people have as their primary criteria, how do I look? And do I look like the airbrushed photos in the magazines? Well, no, nobody looks like those. So, so you could be spending your time looking at examples of what you consider to be success that aren't even realistic, like for any human, and then um, basing all your actions on getting there or you could be selecting for criteria that get you where you actually want to be, right? Like I mentioned before, do you want to be an entrepreneur or a small business owner? Those might be slightly different tracks. And are you evaluating your actions, your decisions, based on a track that you don't even want to go to? Yeah. Or are you evaluating based on an, a goal that will really satisfy? Yeah. So with criteria, I think some of that is what sort of input are you getting, right? Like are you watching things, listening to things, reading things that help give you good options for how to evaluate and give you good models of how to do things? Or are you bringing in input that makes you feel worse about yourself or, um, or just distracts? But one of the one of the hangups, I think, is is that you can be caught in a in a limited way of um, of measuring, of evaluating, and and we need to be able to evaluate in order to make a decision. But what are your criteria for making that evaluation? And if you don't have some flexibility there, then uh, I mean that's one of the reasons I enjoy working with older people quite a bit is they sort of already know that they're never going to be on the calendar cover, right? They're never going to join Cirque du Soleil and be a contortionist. So they've got very reasonable goals. Like I'd like to be able to walk my dog comfortably. I'd like to sit on the floor and play with my grandchildren. Well, I can totally get behind those. Sometimes when younger people come in, they their goal is they want to look a certain way, which is fine. You can want anything you want, but it's hard for me to get excited about you trying to look like a picture in a magazine because I, I really don't care. Um, so I think that people can get caught there, right? In what um, and and it's and it's significant if you're if you're caught in how you measure. And, and then this can be stress in a lot of families too, right? If the parents want the child to have a certain career or get married at a certain time or have children, then their criteria for measuring whether or not the child is successful is based on, is the child doing what I expect? But the child growing up might be saying, you know what, I wanna, I wanna do something else. And so um, those different you, you can be wildly unsuccessful by one person's standards and just, you know, a role model by somebody else's. So I think people can get caught in how, how are they evaluating and are their criteria for evaluation actually two things. Is it actually taking them where they want to go? And another is when they, when they pursue the activities to go in that direction, does it take them towards becoming the kind of person that they want to be? 
because like in your stories, you've talked about being really quite adventurous and trying new things and also having some care and concern for other beings around you, right? Like with the dog rescue. And so you become a certain kind of person when you're more expansive and you're trying and you're not just about look at how great I am, but you're about, oh, look what I can do that's useful to others. So that puts you into context. So that's tremendous. And if you, um, if you have criteria for looking at what you do that allow you to see that as great success, then you're going to feel good. And if you have criteria that say, well, how much is in your bank account, then then you might not. So I think you need to look at, well, what what really is your goal? And are you evaluating yourself in ways that are useful to you moving toward that, moving toward becoming the kind of person who can do those things? That really makes sense uh, because this is something like right today, like a few hours before our meeting, I was writing about a post, I was planning a few things and this thought came to me that we all have our own shine. It's just that we're either negligent, negligent of it or we haven't, you know, like we are still looking at it from a rough perspective and we're just looking at the rough edges, but not the shine. And I'm so glad because in my family, they were always supportive of me even when I had disabilities or when I chose to not go to college and, you know, start my own agency, they were never really like, you know, especially in India, there are a lot of families which will be like, you know, arts, design, because that's how it generally starts. No one is like, you know, they don't get branding right away. And they want, a lot of people would be like, why are you doing arts and everything? It's the struggling artist, not going to make it. But my parents were like, if that makes you happy, do that. They did the same thing with my sister as well. Like she started off in a medical field, like she like till her high school and she was like preparing for medicine. Then she couldn't make it. Uh, she couldn't, she was like just missed the greatest colleges which she wanted to get into by a mark or two. And she was a bit sad. So she took a year off. They're like, yeah, sure, do that. Just do what makes you happy. And again, she again lost by a mark or two. And then she was just like, you know what? This doesn't make me happy anymore. It's actually causing me stress. I want to do hotel management. So they encouraged her. She went to one of the best colleges in the country, did hotel management. And honestly, right now, she's not even in the hotel industry because she ended up finding that she uh, acknowledges burnouts because of her burning out. And now she's a burnout soul coach for creatives. She helps creatives get out of burnouts. And my parents have always been supportive, especially when because this is not something she even had any form of education under, but just experiences. And she has been able to help so many people. And she has a podcast, just like this one. And she has, she's like, you know, just impacting so many people. And that's all, you know, matters in my family. Like, that's the culture we have always been brought up in. And, you know, if it makes you happy, if you feel like, you know, you have done something worthwhile, just keep at it. Money will come. It doesn't matter what others say. It's, it's not like we're living by their standards. It's not like we're living for them. So that is something really great because one of my best friends, her family is nothing like this. And she's always under stress. Until she met me, she didn't even know what she wanted to do. She was just going to do things for them. But now she's like working her way towards being a great illustrator. And it's just that, you know, it's the environment because she spends more time with my family now. And she's like more getting towards the goal that, okay, this is what makes me happy. This is what I want to do and everything. So 
I loved that, you know, how you stated about, you know, the objections and the things that come in our way from, you know, for experiencing freedom and free will. Wonderful. That's a beautiful story and how fortunate you are to, to live in such a family. Good for you. Thank you. So I think also what, um, what, what can be a mindset problem and an evaluation problem is it's, it's great to set big goals, but then you also need to be able to break them down into action steps that feel manageable. Otherwise, it can seem like you're always failing to achieve. So if you can set yourself up right, which is what I did with the juggling, all I wanted to do in one day was keep my shoulders down. It wasn't about did I catch all the balls today. And I recently did a little, I was feeling like I was too busy. I never had enough time. And then I, I did a little exercise of multiplying 7 by 24 and finding out that there are 168 hours in a week. And then I plotted out, well, how many hours do I expect to be sleeping and eating and doing different things? and how much is left for work? And I realized, oh, no wonder I feel like I don't have enough time because I'm usually putting in an expectation that I will get more done in a week than I actually have hours in which to do it. So it has um, given me an opportunity very objectively to get realistic about, well, how much can I get done in amount of time and how much time do I have to do it? And so then what sort of calendar targets am I going to need to aim for? And that um, that's allowing me to be more successful, right? Instead of having a big goal that I'm, I'm never getting these things done, well, okay, if there's, if there's only time to do a couple of them, which ones would I like to prioritize and then actually start making progress on? So I think another, another area, and, and I would call it kind of a mindset thing for, for people is, are you, um, I don't mean be realistic, like don't dream big. I mean, be realistic, like how much can you actually do all at once? Can you, you can have the great idea, but like, like you find with some of your parkour skills, it's going to take a little while to actually physically be capable of doing that. Yeah. And so some of the things that go into making a business, it requires time to get the skills. It requires time to get the task done. And if you are not allowing yourself the time to do it, or you're putting too many things into a block of time, then that's going to really sap your motivation because you'll feel like mm, I'm never, I'm never really doing it. Yeah. We need to be idealistic towards our goals because if we are not going to be aware of what we're capable of doing now, we will be able to achieve our goal one day, but we need to be assuring ourselves that, this is what I can do and it's okay that I can do this much because it's better than nothing and much better than setting a huge goal, not being able to do that and then feeling that we are in a wrong path altogether or we can't ever achieve this. So love that. And with, yeah. Oh, I want to say one more thing too while we're here is, is you know, get connected with others and get help. So that's, it. It, that's where having having a coach, having an assistant, having a teacher like you don't have to reinvent a lot of this stuff on your own. There are people who have figured out pieces. They can't do the rest of what you do, they, but they could help you more quickly get places. So if you um, if you get friends, if you get coaches, if you get teachers, people who are going to support you and who will mirror back good habits and 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 also you know it can be hard when you're in the middle of something to see if you're actually making progress. And so if somebody else on the outside can say, "Wow, you've done a lot." that that can help um, 
can help with some motivation to keep going too because you might not wake up every day feeling like oh I just can't wait to get to work so it's so getting um, you know getting people who can see what you're doing and appreciate it um, can be very helpful absolutely this was narrating to you the podcast for creative professionals to help you grow in the business of design and strategic branding. We hope you found this episode impactful, insightful, and implementable in your current creative journey. So until next week, we hope you work on any realizations you may have made so far. And to keep up with us and keep track of all our episodes, subscribe to us on your favorite streaming platform. Share these episodes so that so many more can be impacted with this and you can tag us either with the hashtag, hashtag NTY or hashtag narrating to you, no space, to know and appreciate you better and become aware of our true audience. Without taking any more of your time, we will see you next week where we narrate to you.